0: This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe. Today, we are celebrating Arbor Day. And when you plant a tree, it's important to make some responsible decisions. You have to choose a tree that will grow well in the site you've selected. And you should definitely take stock of the other trees in the neighborhood and do your best to add a little diversity. But you should also plant a tree you love. Here to tell us about the trees they love the most are Jeff Isles, professor and chair of the horticulture department at Iowa State University. Hello, Jeff.
1: Charity, good to be with you.
0: Wonderful to have you here. Cindy Haynes, Professor of Horticulture at Iowa State University, is also here. Hello, Cindy. Hello. Good morning, Charity. And asking you guys to pick your favorite trees. Uh I can imagine this was not an easy task.
1: Uh, I was up all last night. It's it's (laughs) agonizing. I mean, it's it's like choose your favorite child or I don't know, baseball player.
2: We both have a very long (laughs) list here too. So we both have like a uh, a sheet of paper that has probably 20 30 trees yeah, this
1: on is it? a, a two-hour program right yeah. perfect <laughs> that'll be perfect
0: <laughs> all right well let's let's start small because of course as, as i just said you've got to pick a tree that works for the site that you have which i know a lot of us have a hard time <laughs> containing ourselves in the actual reality of our space but jeff do you want to start off uh, with some of the smaller trees
1: yeah, yeah, we can volley back and forth. All right. So l- l- let me start off with some maples. Um, I-, I know maples are kind of under the gun these days. We plant an awful lot of them for, for good reason. But there's a collection of small maples that were- was created by a nursery out in Oregon, and they, they fall under the-, the category of the Jack Frost collection. So right away you know they're they're going to be cold hardy. So these are maples that are a cross between Japanese maple and Korean maple, and they look for all the world like a Japanese maple, but they have increased cold hardiness. And so there are three in this collection. I have all three in my yard. They're all doing well. So North Wind, Arctic Jade, and Ice Dragon are are three of the selections that that come from this nursery, and they're great plants. They're, they're, They're small stature. They're decorative. They have fine textured foliage, a good fall color, uh, and and to boot, they they are they're cold hardy. They'll they'll handle the weather here in Central Iowa, probably Northern Iowa as well. So this and even though we really plant cool.
0: too much maple by some people's consideration, you still think this is a good idea.
1: I, I think it is. I, I know we worry about insects and disease <clears throat> and planting too many in in one genera, <clears throat> but but uh, these are not street trees, shade trees. These are not trees you're going to overplant. I don't think they're they're specialty plants. They would have a special place in your in your yard or or your garden, and I think they bring so many good things to the table that I'm over willing or I'm willing to overlook the fact that they belong to the the genus Acer.
0: And how big do they get?
1: <clears throat> these will be on the on the order of ten to fifteen feet tall, and similar width. Uh, all three of them have slightly different growth habits, but these are these are small stature plants that you don't want to put out in the center of your yard. But you put in a bed up next near the foundation, some place where you can really enjoy them. And, and I'm I'm sold on these things. They're they're great plants.
0: All right, Cindy, you're
2: next. <clears throat> <laughs> well, um, I don't have uh, one tree to talk about. I have uh, several, but. Um, I'm thinking uh, the things that I'm most impressed with are service berries. I think they're nice small trees. I like them because they kind of do that three season of interest. So you've got the flowers, the fruit, and the fall color. Um, and I also like service berries because they're good at part sun, part shade, a little bit of shade, a little bit of full sun. They, they're they very adaptable. So service berries would be one that I would mention. And then I've also been really impressed um, this year with the Cornelian Cherry Dogwood. Mm in my landscape. Um, I have a variegated leaf form, um, but it blooms so early. It's one of the first things to bloom. It's tiny, tiny flowers. I've seen it encased in ice and it still continues to bloom. And it stays in that kind of under 20 feet, 15 to 20 feet that you can put kind of close to the house. So, and the birds seem to to like the the cherries, Mm -hmm. uh, the fruit. That are produced later in the summer. So can
1: I can I ba- piggyback uh-huh. onto that? So uh-huh. there's a selection called Saffron Sentinel, mm. Cornelian cherry dogwood. that is more upright, little little more tidy in its growth yeah. habit, and it flowers like like crazy, really really heavy flowering. So Saffron Sentinel.
2: That's a ni- and that's a nice one because m- the one complaint I have about mine is. Is it does get a little too wide. Mm-hmm. So something that stays a little more up white, right, you can put it mm-hmm. a little closer to the house so you can really enjoy those oh, flowers. Yeah, yeah. When it was it's done blooming already. It was blooming a month ago uh, in my landscape. Nice. So those are the the two that I would mention.
0: All right, so we'll move a little bit bigger, Jeff. Well, could, could I could I talk
1: about crab apples?
0: Yeah. <laughs> with, I would with, have been completely with, shocked if you had not brought up <laughs> crab apples today. So I think that I, you must.
1: I know they're not everybody's cup of tea, but let me, let me tell you this right off the top. That, that These are not your grandfather's, grandmother's crab apples. These, the, there are better selections in the nursery trade today that have better disease resistance. They don't produce messy fruit. And so there are some selections that I've been watching over the years. There's one called Showtime that has nice pinkish red flowers. One called Raspberry Spear that is very narrow in its growth habits. So another one that, that fits into a smaller yard. And and finally, I'll I'll mention two more. Uh, ruby, excuse me, Ruby Days, D A Y Z E, Ruby Days, nice name, and Sparkling Sprite. Now the f- first three I mentioned have pinkish red flowers. Sparkling Sprite has white flowers, but just fantastic little plants, not little, moderate size plants, uh, that that I think will uh, will carry their weight in, in the landscape. They they, they do uh, do great service for us. All right. So. <laughs> there, there's my spiel well, about crab apples. And and
2: if he gets to mention crab apples, I'm gonna have to mention magnolias. Yo, of course. because so, uh-huh. those are my one of my favorites. They're more the kind of medium sized tree, a little bit bigger. Um, but I'm gonna pick two that are not your typical saucer magnolia. I'm gonna say the star magnolia because it's a first mm. really early bloomer and very quickly blooms um before that kind of really hard frost And can take it. It's mm. one of the hardiest ones uh-huh. out there. And then the one that's starting to bloom in my landscape right now, after that late frost, is Elizabeth mm. magnolia. It's a bigger one. Um, yellow flowers, um, and and very nice, and very rarely gets nailed by uh, that kind of late frost. Mm. Um, so star magnolia is about 15, 20 feet. Uh, Elizabeth will get probably closer to 30 uh, feet tall. And both of these are kind of widespreaders, um, but, and long-lived uh magnolias that work really well in the landscape and very unusual. So they're going to attract a lot of attention, just like those crabapples when they're in bloom.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at pictures and and thinking about all the magnolias that I've seen in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen either of these species, I don't think.
2: Oh, yeah. So so star will be earlier and Elizabeth will be later. So. um, So, yeah, it's just It's adding something a little bit different. And the yellow on a a magnolia Mm. is very eye-catching, very different. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. Jeff? Well, uh, as I was walking around campus this morning, I was marveling at at the redbud collection Mm -hmm. that we have on campus. So Iowa State University has this great campus and and is just really populated with redbuds. So Eastern American redbud has kind of a purplish-pink flower right about this time of the year. Uh, they're native to the southern part of the state, uh, but just wonderful plants. Multi-stem, good floral display in the spring. Sometimes good yellow fall color, but uh, has become one of my favorite uh, native plants. And uh, they they work really well in full sun, part shade, but a uh, great plants. So I'll 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 vote for redbud. For
2: and them. and I like the one is it, the one in front of horticulture mm. that's called cotton candy. Right, that's a really nice pale pink yeah. kind of a. a, a a ca- cotton candy pink, mm-hmm. a yep. lighter pink. Um, and and I like it because it is loaded with flowers. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't seen that many flowers on a red bud in a long time. Yep. So looks really good for and a small tree.
0: Yeah, we have stayed with small trees. We only have a couple of mm-hmm. minutes left. So let's, oh. go, well, we let's go, go big. Go, big. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go
1: ahead, Cindy.
2: Well, uh, big trees. Okay, so a uh, couple of my favorites uh, are weird ones. A Kentucky coffee tree um, because that one just gets... Absolutely massive. I think I like it most because it's got very few disease or pest problems. And it's very gangly when it's young. It's very coarse um, and then becomes very elegant. So um, so in its teenage years, it's a little rough. And then it becomes something kind of nice and wonderful. And then I'm going to steal one off of uh, Jeff's list uh, because it should be on my list. Um, Bald Cypress is another mm, one. Yeah. Uh, very stately, very pyramidal. Uh, give it plenty of room, and even though it's the swamp-loving tree of Louisiana, it can tolerate very adaptable to different sites and soils. All,
1: all right. right, all right. I know I know Vitash is out there somewhere. He's probably <laughs> planting a tree. But so in in honor of Mark Vitash and of our state tree, the oak, uh, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with oaks, right, Charity? You can't. So whether no. that be straight species, red oak, white oak, chinquapin oak, uh, swamp white oak, these are all fantastic species. But there's a, a fairly new selection called prairie stature, which is a hybrid between white oak and, and English oak, and what a great plant. Uh, well-mannered, uh, doesn't get overly large, kind of reddish-orange fall color, but y- you can't go wrong with oaks. I can't, I can't think of any that I wouldn't want to have in my yard, with the caveat that, that you want to make sure you've got room for these things. Uh, some of them get quite large and uh, so there are some newer ones that are that are a little more downsized but uh, let's uh, let's give it up for the oaks this morning
0: <laughs> all right well you've got you've got about 1 minute left so you can each tell us about one more tree Cindy what else you got
2: oh uh, i think i'm going to have to mention that there's a lot of dwarf conifers out there mm. um and mm. conifers so we need to think about what we're planting in conifers um i know there's not a lot of native conifers um, large conifers, but, you know, eastern white pine is still one of my favorites. Um, and then the dwarf conifers, I like having those, um, any and all of those in my landscape as well. Because you can find room for the dwarf conifers oh, yeah. where you may not be able to find room for the larger ones. Yeah. I also like uh, concolor fir. I can't. Yeah. That's a beautiful one, too.
1: There's a, there's a dwarf selection of scotch pine called Green Penguin Charity. Green <laughs> Penguin. Take those two words to the bank because this thing is an is an amazing plant? I mean, it sounds freaky and it is. A lot of these are are mutations.
0: Green penguin. I I'm what thoroughly a... enjoying all of the names, but <laughs> green penguin.
1: Green penguin. So, um but yeah, uh, garden conifers what what a what a wonderful group of plants and uh, yeah, so
0: Well, I tell you what, I just finally got a dead ash tree cut down and I have to plant Mm -hmm. a tree in my front yard, which is a wonderful opportunity. And you have not helped me narrow down my list at all because Uh, all of these sound really Fantastic! So, thanks a lot for all the help. I'm talking with Jeff Isles, no problem, right, (laughs) Professor and Chair of the Horticulture Department at Iowa State University, and Cindy Haynes, Professor of Horticulture at ISU. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Find out more at iowapublicradio.org/slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe.
2: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
0: Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Erin Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time.